This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Lord with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon, uh, no, Simon and Andrew, with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed by demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place. And there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring town, so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout all Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. True gospel of the Lord. Praise the Lord, the word, the light. Okay, be seated, please. Old men seated. Say good afternoon to you. Our gospel lesson this afternoon follows closely after last week's lesson. You remember last week, Jesus went to the synagogue to teach. While he was there, a man with an unclean spirit came in and Jesus healed him. Remember that during that healing, the unclean spirit was going to call out who Jesus was. 
but he prevented he was prevented from doing so by Jesus. Now, this week, Jesus leaves the synagogue and goes to the house of Simon and Andrew. So after the service, they went to Simon's house to get something to eat. And notice there was a there was nothing about Simon's mother being sick that led them to Simon's house. They just went as Peter was a gracious host and wanted to feed his friends. And this is where the situation gets interesting. Notice what the text says now. Now, Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with being bed with a fever, and immediately they told him of her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she served them. And they told Jesus she was sick. But it does not say that Jesus asked them to do anything. They did not demand anything of Jesus, but only made him aware of the problem. What faith? They wanted Jesus to be in a relationship with this woman, and somehow they knew, they felt, he would take it from there. Simon and Andrew took a leap of faith. They saw Jesus heal in the synagogue, so they took a leap of faith by just telling Jesus she had a fever. They had faith like the little boy in following. In 1940 and 1941, during World War I, Hitler ordered a huge bombing campaign against the United Kingdom, which became known as the Blitz. Now, during the terrible days of the Blitz, a father, holding his small son by the hand, ran from a building that had been struck by a bomb. In the front yard was a shell hole. Seeking shelter as quickly as possible, the father jumped into the hole and held up his arms for his son to follow. Terrified, yet hearing his father's voice telling him to jump, the boy replied, I can't see you. The father, looking up against the sky, tinted red by the burning buildings, called to the silhouette of his son, but I can see you. Jump. The boy jumped because he trusted his father. I think the idea of trust and faith is one of the main ideas of this passage. The disciples had not been with Jesus very long. He had taught them, had taught in the synagogue, and healed a man with an unclean spirit, and now the disciples were able to let Jesus decide what he was going to do. This was remarkable faith on their part. They could have demanded that Jesus do something as they had seen in the synagogue, but instead they allowed Jesus to take the action himself. The text says, And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her. Now notice, if it was Jesus who acted out of his compassion, he took the initiative. Jesus acted, period. And then notice what happened. The woman got up out of her sickbed and went to the kitchen to serve him a meal. Jesus acted. She responded, and what she knew was home. And and what she knew, which was homemaking. Jesus, Jesus, through God, handles our daily prayers and our problems. The following poem says it well. I am God. Today I will be handling all of your problems. Please remember that I do not need your help. If life happens to deliver you a situation that you cannot handle, do not attempt to resolve it. Kindly put it in the SFGTD, something for God to do, box. It will be addressed in my time, not yours. Once the matter is placed in the box, do not hold on to it. I am God. Disciples, in this case, learned that lesson well. Let go and let God. A friend Baylor, who comes, comes often to church here with us, it's his favorite saying. Really isn't. He thinks it's really horrible because all the bumper stickers are overused, but we like to say it's his favorite saying, just above you. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a difficult lesson to learn. Peter learned it now, but later in scriptures we find Peter wanting to do things himself instead of letting Jesus. And many of us are in the same boat. We want to handle our problems ourselves, or even worse, we want to tell Jesus how to handle them. 
How many of us, when we pray, want to tell Jesus in our prayers how to answer them? We want this. We want that. But what we need to do is just say, help and let Jesus act out of his grace and compassion. This point of allowing Jesus to act in our lives can be illustrated in, illustrated in the following. In a textile factory where threads are woven into fabrics, there is a sign above the machines. If the threads become tangled, call the foreman. Now, a new employee found the threads on her machine badly tangled. Frantically, she tried to untangle them. The foreman came by and said, why didn't you call for me? She replied, I was just trying to do my best. Then, very pointedly, the foreman told her, Doing your best includes calling the foreman. Doing our best means letting Jesus act in our lives in his way, at his time, and with his results. We see by the scriptures that the people in that village had faith, as it says, that evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered together around the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. So they brought to Jesus all of those who were sick. And it happened at sundown. For at sundown meant that the Jewish day of Sabbath was over so they could do, do the work of bringing the sick to Jesus. But can you imagine? Somehow the whole village brought people to Jesus. Somehow they had all, all had faith enough in Jesus to do the work which was demanded to bring the sick to Jesus. I imagine for some, the work was very difficult. I can imagine that Many were brought in beds or lying on cots being carried by four strong men. Some, uh, somehow that faith spread through the whole village so that others did what was necessary to bring the sick to Jesus. Faith can be catching. It can be contagious. This catching faith allows one to let go and let God. Now we move on to the next interesting part of this text. Jesus has slept the night with Peter and Andrew, but early in the morning he goes out to a private place to pray, to to be alone with his thoughts. Most of the time when we read this passage and other passages such as Mark chapter 7, verse 24, or Mark chapter 6, verse 31, where it says, Jesus went to a lonely place to pray. We think of a quiet, peaceful time, time to collect thoughts and recharge batteries. However, I would like to suggest that this was far from the point. It was not a peaceful time, but a, a time of social change, a time of turmoil, a time of decision. It was time for Jesus to focus in on the mission his father called him to do. As Reverend Thomas Longs says in his book, Shepherds and Bathrobes, Bathrobes, we have a misunderstanding of this time because the word which is translated lonely place is ermov, which is better translated as wilderness. The ermov is a holy place, alive with the presence of God. The ermov is a dangerous place, the atmosphere charged with the possibility of betrayal. Temptation to follow the will of the crowd instead of the will of the Father was present in the Ermov. I think this interpretation makes sense. Jesus was constantly going off by himself to pray. To, to pray for what, though? To pray for strength, to follow the course the Father had laid out for him. Jesus in, in his humanity, <clears throat> Jesus in his humanity must have feared the cross and the pain which was involved. Jesus prayed that he would have the human strength to follow that course. Jesus was experiencing his own dark night of the soul. The dark night of the soul comes from the time that Jacob wrestled with an angel. It says, And Jacob was left alone, and a, man, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and Jacob's thigh was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. 
And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, your name shall no, shall no more be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, tell me, I pray your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called, that, called the name of that place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The dark night of the soul means to wrestle with the ideas and thoughts you have about life and faith. Jesus went to that place to wrestle with the dark night of his soul. Should he do what his father wants? Or should he become the kind of king that the people seem to think he is? A worldly king, a conquering king. Jesus could have gone on to heal many people. He got many loaves of bread and fish. He could have turned water to wine many more times. But Jesus was in this place to struggle with these things and many more. He was here to wrestle with the dark night of the soul. And he would continue to have these times alone to wrestle with his thought and desires until he entered Jerusalem the week before his death. Jesus let go and let God give him the strength to carry on. Even the night before Good Friday on Monday Thursday, we find him in the Garden of Gethsemane, along, alone, praying. One of the scriptures says about, his, about this occasion that, that sweat like blood poured from his head. Jesus wrestled with what the Father wanted him to do. And many of us have that, that time, many of us have that time of dark night of the soul when we wrestle with our life situations. A powerful poem says, the silence. I wait in the quiet stillness of dusk, and the silence is deafening. I listen to the wind and rain outside, and the silence is deafening. I pray to my, to my Creator, Great Spirit, and the silence is deafening. I watch the moments fly, slide, slide, I watch the moments fly, fly, slide by, and the silence is deafening. My heart cries out to you. My pain and the silence is deafening. My spirit searches for you, it finds not, and the silence is deafening. Knowing you can feel me, yet choose to ignore me, and the silence is deafening. All the days, the longest nights, surround me, and the silence is deafening. Your silence, your absence, tears at my heart, and the silence is deafening. My life hangs on your word, your heart, and emptiness, and silence will kill me. Peace is more than a five-letter word. Many of us, if we are honest with ourselves, can feel that same kind of pain in our lives. We want so much to know what's going to happen. We plead with God for answers, and sometimes there's only silence. Many of us have been through the dark night of the soul, wondering what's going to happen, wondering why me. We could go on and on. But I think it is comforting to know that Jesus had times like this also. He struggled with the path his life was headed. The scripture gives us two powerful thoughts. One of faith, believing and trusting in Jesus, and the other, struggling with life, with the path of life. All, I think, are part of our life journey. Amen. It is time for everybody's favorite part of the service. 
That's right, the announcements. Okay, the announcements. Here we go, folks. Couple of concerns just complaints. You have one of those? You're going to these things coming up right now to me email address. Email feedback at DallasCLC.com or you can go to DallasCLC.com and click on contact us. All of those are very important. Put yourself self-explanatory there, but we'd like to hear from you. So please, either go to feedback at DallasCLC.com and leave us an email or simply go to DallasCLC.com and click on contact us. You know, you can make a difference. We are a church of all volunteers. Members here take a salary, not even myself. Um, we survive. Our doors stay open through the tithing of our community and through donations from people out there in YouTube land and, and Podcastville, and from all of you out in the world who help us with your donations. And we could use your help again. Um, I know times are tough. I get it. Uh, we all are feeling it, and the church feels it too. And if we just stay here and keep our doors open and keep doing what we're doing, keep trying to spread this word of Christianity, what it truly means, and this word of our God who is all-loving, all-forgiving, all-welcoming, then we need your help. Please go to DallasJC.com and consider making a donation to Dallas Church Life Church. Just go to DallasJC.com, click on Donate, where you'll find a form you can fill out for us. We are a, a, a tax-deductible uh, charity, so it's 501c3, so it's tax time coming up, folks. It's a good time for this. Just go there, and you can fill out the information, get your receipt, and you turn that into taxes as well. So, donate to Dallas Church Life Church, go to DallasJC.com, click on Donate. Now, every time I talk about this, every time I talk about having a donation, needing money, I get somebody that comes to me and says, Bishop, Bishop, I love your church, and I really want to help, but I don't have any money, I'm broke. I said, well, join the club. I'm broke, too. But you can do like all of us, too. We are a volunteer church, and your time is your money. Uh, if you don't have the money to, to help tithe, then come in and totally donate your time. We can always use the help. There's never enough time in the, in the day for us to and finish. We can always use some help. So we go to DallasChelsea.com. Click on the volunteer button there. You'll see a list of uh, positions we have available for volunteers. If you don't see something you like there, come in anyway. I guarantee you have something to do. I promise I can put you to work. DallasChelsea.com. Click on volunteer. Come see me. Call us to a college church or just come on in. I'll find something for you. I promise there's plenty to do. Okay, we'll be taken care of. Pray at DallasCLC.com. If you have a prayer request, this is where you're going to go. That email address right there, pray at DallasCLC.com, or you can simply go to DallasCLC.com and click on prayer request. We pray every day here at DallasCLC Dallas Church. You can answer your prayers. You said during our daily prayers or during our prayers and procession here on Sunday. Or you can also ask, you can also ask that your shares remain anonymous, or you can give us your name when you'd like what your name is. Pray at DallasCLC.com, or simply go to DallasCLC.com and click on prayer request. Are you looking for open and honest discussions about faith, life, religion, love, society, God, and so much more? Are you looking for someone to pray with, someone to listen, someone to offer honest advice, someone who cares? We have the perfect place for all of those things, and you can do it all from your laptop or smartphone. Welcome to the new era of Christian prayer, discussion, learning, and support in an ever-changing world. This is Your Path Live with Bishop Mark brought to you by the Pastor Sean Condren Office TV Network. Every Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m., 5.30 Central Time, Bishop Mark goes live around the world, and everyone is welcome to join and even participate in the discussions and prayer. Your path live with bishopmark.online.church. It's that simple. Just type that into your browser and join Bishop Mark and maybe even go live yourself and talk one-on-one -on -one with the bishop. Come check out Your Path Live with Bishop Mark brought to you by the Pastor Sean Condren Office TV Network this Wednesday at 6.35.30 Central. It's simple. Just go to your path live with bishopmark.online.church and enjoy. Okay. Pretty simple. Everyone says it all there. Wednesday nights at 5.30 Central Time, 6.30 uh, Eastern Time, we have your path live with Bishop Mark. We've been going for a little over, what, almost we're going on two months now. Pretty much. Um, and it's going pretty well. I mean, I like it. I, I think uh, uh, 
we're trying to still find the direction of it. I think we're still working on that, but I think it's so far, I think we're, we're doing okay. Um, tell your friends about it. I, I've left cards here for you folks. You know, take them home with you, pass these cards out. I need your help. I need those help. That's, that's a part of, of being a, a, a member of the church and, and, and helping out. It's not about being in these four walls. Real work happens out there. Give people to our church, and to, 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 to go to our Wednesday night uh, prayer uh, talk show uh, online and, and get them to come on in. Get them to come to see what we're offering, see the kind of lifestyle. We, we have a better life here. I'm telling you folks, we have a better way. And, and, and if you don't believe it, just try and think about your life before you came here. You know, what, what, your, what your faith was like, what your, your, your relationship with God was like. I guarantee you, this is, this is a good way to do it. This is, this is the best way I know. And, and I hope that you can see that it's a better way for most people. If we can just bring them to the door. Can't, can't throw them to drink the water, but you can <laughs> show them the water. Okay? And, and, you know, I, I'm serious. We're going to have people that, that aren't going to do it, aren't going to like it. And that's okay. That's why there's different churches out there. That's why there's different things for different people. We're all different. We all work in different ways. I think this is a good way. It works for me. It works for a lot of people I know. And let's give people a shot. If they don't know we're out there, if they don't know we're here, they don't know to come and try it out. So we've got to get them to see that we're here. And that's how we, that's how we yeah, do our... Our, our, our witnessing and our discipleship and our and getting out there and bringing people to church, get out there and talk about it, talk about our lives as Christians. You don't have to be a Bible thumper, just go out there and talk about your experience about the life in the church, what it's like, what it's done for you, okay? All right. We're going to have Bible Wednesdays at 5 30, okay? Now, just go along with that. This shows what else is going on. We do have the Wednesday night show, uh, uh, prayer show on Wednesdays. We also have on channel 8 of the Pastor Sean Condon uh, television network. Uh, which is pscotvnetwork.org, channel 8, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, is, is uh, your path, or, uh, sorry, um, uh, your path of your mark, which is the, is the, you find the sermon on there from, from, from the previous uh, services, you'll find some uh, life lessons with your mark, which is another section that we have, you'll also find some, some special events on there, it's all Dallas Hills, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's a great place to get to know the church, or if you're a member of the church, go and kind of reminisce and see what's going on in the past and where we come from, okay, uh, just go to pscotvnetwork.org, and check it out there, Channel 8, on Pastor John Convert, Office TV Network. Okay. Now, remind about this. Every single service we have here, everything we do here as a church, is now live on the air. Um, uh, and this is brought to you by Pastor John Convert, Office TV Network. They've been very gracious to pick us up and to, to, to put us on their network. Um, I, there's a rumor going around that there's going to be a Roku uh, channel coming up very, very, very soon, and that we're going to be a part of it. Um, please pray for that. It'd be a very good thing for us in the church. Uh, but everything we do here at, at church is now live. We do our, our services live, our roundtables are live, and the, the live service on Wednesday nights. It's a lot of work. It's a lot different than what we're used to, but we're getting it. We're starting to get there. Hopefully, we'll continue to improve. I mean, for eight years, almost eight years now, we've been doing it when we record it and edit it and then send it out. So it's a lot different doing it all, you know, making sure everything's perfect every time. It's not going to be, and that's okay. That's why that's why people want to watch sometimes. They want to see the bloopers every once in a while, I think. <laughs> it gets a little bored and just watch all pretty full time, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they only knew. If they only knew what we really like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the variable we call Gavin and Tim. <laughs> I love them, dude. I love them. Okay, I'll do it without them. All right, moving on. Now, if you miss any of our live broadcasts, you can catch the recording and see that on YouTube. Uh, our regular YouTube channel, just go to www.youtube.com forward slash at Dallas ULC. Okay? George, just search Dallas ULC on, on YouTube and we'll right there. Any of our old stuff, all of our recordings are right there on YouTube. Go check them out. There's some great stuff on there. Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands.
Why are we talking about that in church? Because of COVID. Because of COVID. That's the really the main reason. Look, COVID, I know y'all think COVID's in the past. Guess what it's not. Um, it's still around. It probably will be for, it could be forever. It could all be kind of lingering, how like the flu does, right? If we don't, there's the most simple thing we do to protect ourselves and others in life when it comes to bacteria and, and viruses and things like that that are out there is to wash our hands. We touch everything with our hands. I mean, everything with our hands. And we take those hands and touch doorknobs, and then leave everything we touch on the doorknob, okay? And everything everybody else has touched on the door is now on our hands. We're going to do our hands, we're going to put them in our mouth. Now think about where your hands have been, where your hands have been, and you didn't wash them. Not pretty. And see, so, not only is it just gross, but it's unhealthy. It can kill you, it can kill others. So please, I do this every week because I think it's so important. COVID is still out there. It's actually making another surge again, and another variable out there. Go get your vaccinations, please, folks. Please. There are no microchips in the damn vaccinations, okay? I'm so tired of hearing that. It's what you belonging, okay? There's, go get your vaccinations. Go get your boosters. I've done it. Everybody here has done it. We're all still alive. We're not being followed by the FBI or the Secret Service, okay? We might be, but that's not the reason, okay? It's not the reason. I'm just kidding. It's uh, still not believe. So some people leave. The helicopters are out after them. I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> just continue back to social distancing. You don't need to be by everybody all the time. You need to be right in your face, okay? Wear your mask if you need to. If you feel like you're uncomfortable around people, especially if you're sick. Wear a mask, folks, and you're just trying to protect people. Wearing a mask is not necessarily protecting you. It does, but it's really protect others because your spittle, your breath, that's what goes out and gets people sick. And you have a mask on, it helps protect other people around you. So try and protect your neighbor and wear a mask if you're super sick. And wash your hands. Okay, that's right. I hit the button again. I got too excited. Coming up, coming up in a little over a week now. Um, it's not, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday is what? Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday is coming up. Valentine's Day. That's right. We've done that once before so far in this, in this, uh, up in this church. It's interesting to have Valentine's Day on Ash Wednesday. It's, it's kind of a, a dichotomy there, kind of an interesting, um, you have to do the love of Valentine's Day with the beginning of love of, 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 of Lent. And what is, what is, what is Ash Wednesday signify? What is it, what is it, what are we preparing for there? What's going on there? Anybody know? For Easter, I That's correct. Well, it's a 40 days before Easter. Okay. Tuesday, Tuesday, next, next, not this coming Tuesday, but next Tuesday is Fat Tuesday. So we should call what? Uh, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Well, thinking, oh, it's Mardi Gras party time. It's all this one. Yeah. It's actually it's based on a Christian Catholic holiday of Ash Wednesday. It's Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday. It's the day before Ash Wednesday because Ash Wednesday signifies the beginning of Lent. And Lent is a time of service. It's a time of fasting. It's a time of, of introspective looking. You kind of take your eyes and you pull something out here and turn around and look at yourself. And it's time you can evaluate your faith, evaluate your Christianity, evaluate how you live your life, and if you can make some changes, do so at that time. That's the time. It's almost a, almost a bit of a selfish time in that way, where you're looking at yourself more and trying to just improve yourself. But it's really not selfish because you're improving yourself in the world, okay? 
and you're offering your service out there. It's time for volunteers. Time to get out there and really make sure you're doing something for the community. Okay? Churches, food pantries, homeless shelters, all those places that need volunteers. Please go out and volunteer, especially during the election season. Now, on uh, Ash Wednesday, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, the 14th of, of, of February, we will have our, our, our Ash Wednesday service at 6.30 p.m. instead of our Wednesday night um, call-in show. So we'll be live on two different areas at, on, on, on that Wednesday. So we'll have Ash Wednesday on the regular church channel, as well as Ash Wednesday on our regular uh, uh, call-in show, Group Path Live with Christian Marks. So it's kind of interesting there. So I want to do both on the same night. I think we're be a little overboard for all of us. And, and Ash Wednesday is very special to me. It's, it's a beautiful service we have. I think it's very moving. It's very. It's, it's a good start to really prepare yourself to go into into, into land and, and sort of get yourself into those things I talked about and get ready for Holy Week and and the, uh, the death of Jesus Christ, the murder of Jesus Christ, and His resurrection. You need to prepare for that. If you're not ready for it, I don't think you take it in like you need to. You need to understand it and you got to prepare yourself. That's what it's all about. Next, uh, that's this Wednesday. Next Wednesday, February 14th, 6 30 p.m. right here at Dallas Real Estate and online, folks. Check us out there live. That one too bad. Few announcements. Not too bad. Okay. Go ahead and rise for our session. This last song. Mm-hmm. And do a last prayer first. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of here. <laughs> God sent you forth into the world. Go to walk miles in the shoes of others. Jesus calls you to serve everyone you meet, to become all things to all people. The Holy Spirit encourages you to let go of your gospel-given rights so you may breathe new life into the faint. Amen. May the blessing of my God, Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go now in peace to love and serve God. Amen. We go in the name of Christ. Amen.